No success in the world can compensate for failure in the home. That's why Club Wealth was founded, to help driven, successful, and busy real estate agents like you double their business while building a strong, balanced home life. Join us each week as high-producing agents and team leaders share their stories and unpack the principles and systems they've used to double, triple, and even quadruple their business while enjoying greater quality of life. And now, here's the latest episode of Club Wealth TV. Hey everybody, it's Michael Hellickson with Club Wealth Coaching and Consulting. And uh, we're down here, I've got Dawn. Hey, can you see Dawn? There she is. Hey Dawn, what's up? Uh, I've got Dawn, one of our coaches here at Club Wealth is with me today. And of course we've got Mr. Keith Myers, uh, who's the Club Wealth Coaching Client. And both of these guys own brokerages. Uh, Keith is in uh, California. He's in uh, Granada Hills and actually he's in five different offices. He's got five different offices there in California and uh, does just over a billion and a half in volume per year. So does a few transactions once in a while. Uh, not bad. Uh, you know, Keith, if you could uh, maybe, you know, not sleep in so late, maybe you do, you know, two billion. I don't know what the deal is there. Why you can't get the two? I'm up at five. Come on now. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking about today, and as you can see in the background here, uh, Don and I are at the Hotel Del Coronado in California. We're in Southern California in San Diego, and uh, we're enjoying the Lab Coats event here. So that being said, what we're going to be talking about today is growing and scaling your business. And very importantly, we're going to be talking about doing it with partners. And this goes, whether you're a brokerage or a, or a team, doesn't matter. You have the ability to work with partners, whether it's your lender, title, escrow, mortgage, all these other different companies uh, that you can work with that will help you grow and scale your business and that will actually help pay for it. So that's what we're talking to these guys about today. So Keith, first of all, and Don as well. Welcome to Club Wealth TV, and thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I want to ask you guys, and, and, I'm, and Don and I are going to be hammering you with questions uh, over and over again here. We're going to we're going to grill you pretty hard, but uh, we're going to keep this short. I know you've got a meeting coming up right after this that you've got to get to, so we're going to keep it pretty brief. But yeah. keep, tell us a little bit about the importance of whether I'm a team leader or if I'm a, an agent just on my own, just a solo agent. What, talk to us about the importance of ancillary services and of really of, of growing partners to help you grow your business. Right. Um, first, let me just draw a comparison. The, where you are is only uh, yards away from where the uh, seal, the seals train and uh, become seals. Uh, I've seen people get wet and sandy there when they do their hell week. Got a, a good friend of mine, his son, who's like a son to me, uh, was a SEAL and uh, then a SEAL instructor. And if you start with that, then you have the mindset that you have the discipline, drive, and belief in yourself that you are the best of the best and you're going to build that kind of an organization around yourself. That's what has to come first. You have to believe that you have the best solution for, as a broker owner, for, for serious-minded um, full-time successful people, if that's your model. And then you have to, uh, you know, you have to imbibe that in, in all your staff and, and leadership and then create that atmosphere so that you can attract the best. So and when, when we're launching into your, what you're talking about, the, the multiple streams of income, we all know out there, if we're broker owners, that the profit margins are skinny, bordering on, uh, particularly in Southern California anyway, I can speak to, uh, sometimes negative. Uh, we've gone through some years where we're feeding the kitty instead of the other way around. 
So we have to constantly look at better ways to more efficiently run our brokerage because I am a belief that we should try to have a successful and profitable company as the basis. However, you, we really need to look at all these different ways to, to grow different streams of income as long as they can be uh, accretive to your, your company and can add value to the agents that you're providing and ultimately the consumer. Um, talking to Long Doan and, and Mark Bernier, they're, they're real good at, uh, at this. And I, I, I can learn more from them because uh, here in Southern California, we're, we're an area where most of the uh, companies of size do have uh, ownership of an escrow company. And the reason that is, is because if you have a brokerage and you're running on a two or 3% uh, net margin for profit, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. Um, owning an escrow company can um, get you into a business where that profit margin could be 30 to 40%, depending on size and a lot of different things. So that's real attractive for us to try to do that. Um, mortgage and, and, and title and, um, and now insurance, uh, marketing arms, property management, um, you know, there's more all the time. There's moving companies. A lot of people are getting into things that we have not yet, but we are, we're analyzing and moving into these summer, some other things. We do have a, um, a relationship with two lenders that the layer upon all our offices. And now soon to be, we just opened our sixth office last week. We're having our first uh, sales meeting this afternoon there. And we're open our seventh office. That's in Moore Park. And then we're opening in San Fernando, the city of San Fernando in about two weeks. That'll be number seven. So we're on a growth mode. We're, we're contrarian. We're going after it. We're going to try to uh, drive some uh, value and, and get people to think Remax again, particularly uh, our company. Um, but scale and size, I think, really can help that. Uh, as I look around, I look at some of these companies that, and, and sorry, I'm talking so long. This is my monologue, and then I'll go back to answering questions. Uh, it seems like the, the uh, you know, the, the death area is to build a company of about 15 or 20 agents, and then they plateau, particularly in the REMAX system, um, some other uh, systems, independents, and particularly Keller Williams has done a lot better with growing uh, large companies, large offices. But I, I've seen that, and, and man, I'd rather just shrink back down and run a team than have a company of 15 or 20 agents. So you have to be, you have to put a plan in, in place where you're going to get to 50 and beyond so that you can drive traffic to these ancillary businesses and make them all profitable and feed each other and provide value and be an attraction to great agents and, and, and so on and so forth. Okay, that's actually a really interesting comment. And by the way, I think that's whether you're in California or you're in Kansas or wherever. I mean, I know you guys, you know, in Kansas, for example, they have, instead of escrow companies, they own grain silos, you know, that sort of thing. But, <laughs> Another income stream, what do you say? <laughs> But at the end of the day, regardless, and again, whether we're talking about a solo agent, right, where they're just right. getting their mortgage broker to contribute to events and that sort of thing, or we're talking about a team where they're growing in size and they're, right. using, they're getting their buyer agents and everybody to work with their, their same service providers, or we're talking about a brokerage at scale, right? on the head, the more transactions you're doing, the, the, the more leverage you can create by using these vendors. And the more that you do that, the higher your profit margins become. I think one of the concerns though, and I'd like to ask both of you this, I think one of the concerns that a lot of agents have is, hey, look, I get it. I get that I'm supposed to be doing this. The problem that I have with it is I'm afraid to ask, or I feel like I'm not bringing enough value. 
what's going to make this person want to give me money to help me grow my business? Well, I'd go back to what Keith said to begin with, you know, going with the positive attitude that I, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to, I'm going to stand up, uh, set myself apart in my market uh, and do something different, you know, and go all in mm -hmm. and communicate that, articulate that to the agents that I'm recruiting, who I have, the admin, sports staff, and then, you know, go from there. Okay, so what yeah. is that? Oh, go ahead, Keith. No, go ahead. I disagreed. Yeah, I, I agreed. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering what that is. I'm, I'm wondering what what is that different thing? What am I going to do differently that's going to get, let's just use my lender, for example. What am I going to do differently? If I'm a solo agent, let's start with solo agents, then go to teams, then go to brokerage. So what am I going to do different that's going to get my lender to want to give me money every month? Well, I can start, you know, I probably was the last to be a solo agent or, or the quickest out which was only a couple of years ago, to be perfectly honest. And so just communicating and articulating my vision, to be perfectly honest, mm -hmm. and, and going from, you know, 20 transactions as a solo agent to 40 transactions to 65. Oh my gosh, she's for real. You know, so mm -hmm. let's jump on that bandwagon because she's got things going on and continuing to show that growth and provide value from me versus ask, 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 give, give, give. And now it's everybody's knocking on our door because we, we went with that philosophy. Okay, so that's yeah. actually a really good point. So like if, if I'm, let's say I'm again, I'm a solo agent out there. I want to start getting my lender to help contribute to stuff. What you're saying is don't just, like if I haven't sent them any business, don't just go ask them. No. Say, hey, can you start sending me, you know, you know money every month? Okay, so how much business do I need to be sending somebody before I can start asking them to contribute to the marketing budget, for example? I honestly don't think it's about the number of business. I think it's the relationship and, okay. and, and articulating the vision and staying in a relationship with that vendor over time yeah. and then continue to grow and have, have a good plan in place that you can articulate growth plan so they can pop on your bandwagon. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Keith, you've been through this too, right? Where you've had... Uh, companies like, like your escrow company, for example, before you own an escrow company, you had to go out and somehow you had to convince somebody, hey, look, we're going to send you a ton of business. We're going to help you grow. You had to you had to share the vision with them. Tell us how that went. Yeah. Well, first of all, nobody better than you and, and Club Wealth on helping the agents see that. You know, and, and what Don said was what I was going to say, which is, you know, you have to give to get. So give something and then you need to to ask and you have to create that that relationship that's symbiotic that you're adding value to each other. Uh, and I don't think it's a lot. I mean, once you start, you know, once you give one, you know, you start seeing how that you mutually benefit that way. But then uh, on the company side, um, I, I guess it's the same thing. If, you know, one, one of the things that we've done in escrow is that profit is very important, but outstanding service, um, like any business, there's some, uh, there's some outstanding, great escrow uh, personnel out there. It's a hard living. Some of these escrow officers work uh, into the night you know, on weekends, kind of like agents. You know, they work really long and hard, and they're um, real dedicated. Some, quite frankly, are not. And we all that you know sell real estate, we've had relationships and or, or transactions with an escrow provider that just didn't communicate, was slow getting things done, dropped the ball uh, and, and those sort of things. So we hold our, our, our um, officers and assistants and the whole escrow company to a real high standard. And, and therefore we, we do pay them pretty well and we incentivize them. We give them bonuses based on their, their, uh, you know, their production and um, a couple of them with some laddered increases as they grow. And we found that um, for that 
reason, we have a very stable escrow company. Most of them have been with us for 15 years or, or more. So that's real important. If you're going to do something and you're going to build, you got to build it right. And you got to, sometimes you got to pay to play. And, and if you go on the cheap, you're going to get, you're going to blow up and then you're going to lose the respect or support from your agents and you got to start over again. There was a time years ago, probably um, about 15, 18 years ago, uh, we had converted an escrow uh, division, a broker escrow division into, uh, at the time, Department of Corporations Independent Escrow and went through the, the issues to do that. At a time, none of our, our competitors around us were doing that. They all had broker divisions because it was cheap and easy and barrier center is very low. We felt this was the professional way to go. And by the way, now we're doing about 32% of our businesses outside, not controlled by our, our uh, agents. So it's been a good bet. But the uh, the business was rapidly expanding. So access to good people, good escrow officers was tough. And we had somebody leave us for uh, a reason that doesn't matter. Um, so we had to hire somebody pretty quickly and, uh, you know, out of a scale one to 10, this particular person, I was hoping she was a six because I knew she wasn't a 10, but maybe we'd get by for a while. Well, she was a four and it was ugly and it was horrible and nice person, but just underqualified. And, you know, it, it, it chink, put a chink in our armor, armor and it took a, a while to, to get past that. So we've, you know, we replaced her eventually and, and now have who I think is the best escrow officer uh, in America. But uh, anyway, we all have our, our favorites, but this guy's a, a rock star and um, he leads my whole escrow company. I don't know if that answered your question, but. No, well, it does. And so, you know, here's the thing. At the end of the day, whether you're talking about a team member or whether you're talking about, you know, an extended team member, right? Where it's, you know, a service provider, escrow title lender, whatever. And in this case, it's a company you own, right? You own the escrow company. And uh, we get this going on all the time over here at the beach. It's weird. Anyway, that said, regardless, you're right. You've got to have the right people in place on your team. So I want to I want to back up a step because I've, I know there's a lot of people out there that feel like, hey, I've got a service provider. And by the way, those of you that are watching, I want you to do me a favor. Those of you that are watching right now, type in your screen. What are some service providers that you have a relationship with? Uh, that you work with on a regular basis, and particularly those people that stand to gain from your referrals, from you guys, agents, sending them referrals. So so type that into your, your screen on the Facebook post right now. I'd like to see what kind of companies we're talking about here. But understand this. There's a lot of people out there, agents, brokers, team leaders, that have a friend or a service provider that they feel like does a really good job for them and yet won't contribute financially. So I want to know what you guys have to say about that. At what point do you say, all right, I get it. You guys deliver great service. We appreciate that. But at some point, you got to fish your cup bait. you got to start sharing some dollars here. Well, I'm still in growth mode. So I haven't experienced that just yet because I'm in growth mode. So maybe Keith can speak to that a little bit better. Yeah, I, I you know, I think the best, again, are uh, Long and, and Mike. They, um, they, they uh, it's kind of like they're a gatekeeper. I forget the term they use, um, but... Uh, like they're the store and you have to pay to play. If you want to come into their store, you have to pay to play. I don't care if you're my best friend. I'm giving you access and entree to some superstars. And as a, as most of us believe, the brokerage is the center of the universe on the real estate transaction. And we drive the, the ship so far. Really, the consumer does. But anyway, uh, we, we, we do that. So for access to that, it's got to be mutually beneficial. But 
you provide this and we'll give you access at the end of the day, both win. So even if it's your best friend or your brother, I think they need to see the value of that. And if not, find a new friend or a new brother. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, it costs money to run a store, right? If you went out and bought storefront, you got a you got a facility at a, at a mall or whatever, and you were going to sell widgets. Well, if somebody wanted to come in, let's say you had a grocery store and General Mills wants to put Fruit Loops on the shelf in your store. They're going to freaking pay you for that opportunity, right? They're right. going to check for, for a portion of every Fruit Loop box that they sell. Well, guess what, guys? We got Fruit Loops in real estate too, right? Yeah. <laughs> that can be taken a lot of different okay. ways. <laughs> no doubt about that. But the fact of the matter is there's some serious Fruit Loops in real estate. And, you know, if my if that mortgage broker that's my friend, I get it. I appreciate you delivering great service and that title and escrow and lender and contractors and movers like Davey. And, you know, you put some great ones in there, insurance. If you guys want the opportunity to sell to my audience, guess what? You're going to have to pay to play. That's how it works. Because guess what? That audience doesn't show up here for free. We have to do something to get them to show up here. And that costs us a lot of money. So expecting you to contribute to help offset that cost that's not too much to ask. And so I think that's really, if there's one message I'd like people to come away from today with, it's number one, understand you're running a business. This isn't a charity, right? It ain't show friends, it's show business, right? <laughs> and so if you're uncomfortable asking for them to contribute dollars, you need to take a look at, am I right for a team leader or for a broker owner? Because at the end of the day, for you to run profitably, this stuff's necessary. It's getting harder and harder and harder with all these third parties coming into real estate, trying to suck dollars out of the transaction. It's getting harder and harder and harder to make a profit selling real estate. And we've got to get more creative about how we do that. And getting in, in relationships with these ancillary service providers, that's one of the ways that we do that. Um, right. And I, I believe that you, you really need to make it fair. You know, you want a relationship that's not going to be a churn. And every three months, I'm such a great negotiator. I'm going to drive a great bargain. And this, this mortgage uh, lender or uh, you know, insurance company or whatever uh, you're, you're, you're trying to attract, I, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, eke out the greatest portion I can. I think it has to be fair and win-win because the best thing you do is build a relationship that each is successful and stays together for a period of years. And, and it has to be in writing and clear to all parties and, of course, RESPA compliant uh, so nobody gets in trouble. But, you know, I, I think if, if, if you make it fair and you both win, it will contribute to your bottom line. And uh, they're going to be more incentivized to, to work with your agents and not just kind of eh, work a little there and then I'll go outside and do some other stuff where I have a higher profit margin. Yep. No, I completely agree. Okay, so let me ask you guys one last question. I know, we're, we're, you know, Keith, that you've got to be somewhere and I know that Don's got to be at the event here. So we want to be respectful both your time. Uh, answer me this or riddle me this. What level of participation in my team or my brokerage outside of financial, right? We understand that we're going to be asking them to contribute financially to help support. Outside of that, what level of engagement do I expect them to have? And before you answer that question, I got to give a shout out to our sponsor. Thank you to Wise Hire for sponsoring these uh, Club Wealth TV episodes. We appreciate you guys. You guys are fantastic. We use you for hiring, whether it's admin or sales. Don, you're using them as well. Uh, Keith, are you using WiseHire yet? We got to get you using WiseHire if you're not already. I'm writing it down. I need to hire somebody, so I'm going to try. Clubwealth.com forward slash W-I-Z-E hire, WiseHire. Uh, love those guys. They do a great job for us. So now back to my original question. Outside of financial contribution, I'd like to know from each of you, whether it's team brokerage or just your solo agent business, 
What other ways does, does your lender, escrow, title, mortgage, your ancillary service provider, what other ways do they participate in your team? You know, we still do um, invite our, our vendors to our client events, refer to the client events, and we ex have the expectation that they will not only participate financially, but, you know, reach out to their, you know, circle of people and bring them as well. We want to touch as many people on those events as possible because that's just going to be one thing for us. So we expect to participate in any event that we're doing. So they're doing all your client events. Okay, Keith, how about you? Very similar, yeah. We have them to our sales meeting. They have uh, exclusive entree to our clients at sales meetings, uh, all our events. And then um, the, the official, one of the official uh, charities for REMAX is Children's Miracle Network. And locally, that is uh, Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. And my wife, Chris, has a great heart for the kids, as we all should and, and do. So she has taken this uh, initiative for our company and built uh, events. She did a, a um, Valentine's uh, dinner last year and a small golf tournament, which is a lot of work, by the way. Uh, and we're getting ready to do a casino night. And we engage our uh, partners to be involved um, with their time and talents and their treasure. And it's, uh, you know, becomes great events. And, and, you know, in this case, the charity wins. We actually use it at, and encourage our, our agents to use it as an out outreach to their sphere of influence as well, so that they can show their clients how well-rounded they are and, you know, hopefully provide more, uh, uh, for, for example, this event to, uh, you know, more money for the, for the hospital. But um, yeah, we want them involved in all things we do. And by having them at the same functions over and over and over again, your agents, your, your clients, they start to get to know your partners and they become kind of part of your team. They start to be seen as a part of your team. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Right. Now, and relationship, course, like you say, Mike, when you, when you preach to me, I'm wearing my agent hat and uh, doing events, the, doing the events, you're, you're prospecting in reverse. You're, you're engaging in people in a way that you're not um, hammering them all, all the time. And those relationships, whether it's between agent and consumer, a client, or it's between broker and agent, or it's ancillary partner with our agents, all those things are important in time. And um, you know, seeing people give back really helps. That's one of the concerns I have is I think a lot of people, they see this too transactionally, right? And they don't realize that Look, you got to really understand this is a marathon, not a sprint. You're going to need these relationships down the road. And that's to Don's point. It's not just give me money, give me money, give me money, give me money. It's let me bring you value, value, value. And then over time, let's be a real partnership. Let's be reciprocal with one another. And let's have you contribute right. you in a rest for a quiet or compliant way. Now, one of the things I did not hear either of you mention, I heard you mention your team, your, your, your sales meetings, Keith. But one of the things I didn't hear either one of you mention is what about your huddles and your call nights? Are you guys, are you, Call nights, not huddles. You're not having them on the huddles. Call nights that okay. they, they get an invitation to. Um, those are not near as consistent as they need to be, mm -hmm. but um, we're working on that. So. so how about you, Keith? They they actually uh, are leading our call nights, um, oh, our mortgage partners, and they're battling. We have two and they, it's friendly competition. So they're kind of battling to, to do their own and invite their own. And I like that. Yeah. yeah. We don't just have one, we've got a couple. That's and then you know what you guys are hitting the nail on the head at all of these roles, right? Regardless of who the per, per partner or provider is, just like you would with sales teams or you know or anybody in your office, you never want to have one pig at the trough. You want to have multiple people in each position. So I don't want to work with one lender. I want to always have two lenders or three lenders or four lenders. Um, now that that being said, I would encourage you both and you know Don, mm -hmm. seriously think about this. 
uh, and everybody watching, I really would encourage you guys, make sure these people are on your daily huddle. It's important. They want You want them involved in your team on a daily basis. Make them a full and complete partner. And guess what? It's going to help them with their numbers too. And just like you would with your team members, hold your lender accountable. How many calls did you make? How many contacts? How many appointments? How many mortgage applications did you take? How many loans did you close? You know, like, and it doesn't matter if they're for your team or just at large. You want them to be successful, not just with the business you send them, but you want them to be successful in all of the things they do. And to the extent that you can show them that you're curious about that, and you can help them with that, they're going to appreciate that. And they're going to and they're going to want to be more involved in your team as a result, which guess what? At the end of the day, is good for everybody. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So final thoughts, Keith, any final thoughts to share with us? Um, I think that all of us have come, uh, come upon us to, in the Club Wealth Universe to keep sharing these ideas and keep learning from each other because I don't, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but the, uh, world is continuing to get more competitive it's never going to get less competitive there's always going to be new shiny pennies coming out there trying to do it better which is what america is all about and I, I applaud innovation but we need to share these ideas and see how we can help each other so that um together we can be better and i'm, I'm glad to be part of it love it awesome done my thoughts i mean i'll piggyback on what you just said i mean there is no secret sauce for real estate. So why not share, why not reciprocate that giving and let's all, you know, be in this together. Yeah. Anyway, that being said, so Keith, let me ask you this. If somebody wanted to send you a referral, what markets do you cover? Uh, uh, currently LA and Ventura County, uh, Los Angeles and Ventura County in Southern California. And hopefully uh, more counties as we move along. Love it. And so if you guys want to reach out to Keith, you just comment in the Facebook post here. And John, where are you located? In I'm in Manhattan, Kansas. And, you know, when, it's funny how you, when you say Manhattan, Kansas, all of a sudden it feels like a big place. But like, yeah. what, one stop sign, two? Like, how many? <laughs> uh, like, man, wait, wait, we've got 60,000. We're doing that. It's a college town, isn't it? What, like cows, birds? <laughs> like, no, like, we got many more cows. Many than more 60, cows. Than 60, <laughs> what, what were you saying? Town, though, right? You got to have a young college town, right? Oh, yeah. We're K-State. Yeah, K-State. Oh, K-State? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a big deal. It's K-State. It is a big deal. John's got like a 75% market share. So it's wow. like, I'm working on good. it. So Manhattan, Kansas. You guys got any referrals there? Shoot them Don's Fort way. Fort Riley's there. A lot of military. Fort Ri oh, Fort yes. Riley. Right on. Yes. So you're used to all this helicopters oh, flying overhead and stuff. All right. Well, very cool. All guys, Manhattans are fun. Manhattan, New York, Manhattan Beach near me, and Manhattan where Don is. There you go. The little apples. That's what we call it. Are you serious? Yes, oh, that's apple. funny. That's hilarious. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being with us on Club Health TV today. I appreciate you guys taking the time. Those of you that are watching, don't forget uh, to reach out to Wise Hire for your hiring needs. And, uh, folks, we will see you at, uh, well, let's see, we'll see you on Club Health TV next week. And we'll also see you at Business Strategy Mastermind Conference in November. If you haven't signed up already, go to clubwealth.com forward slash BSM. That's BSM as in Business Strategy Mastermind Conference. And uh, get signed up because you don't want to be experiencing FOMO like I know a lot of people are because they're not at the event we're at today. So, all right. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks a lot. Thank you, everybody. Thanks.